And you say Shy City Shy City Shy City I'm coming home again Yo, what's good everybody? It's D. What's up guys? This is Q. Yo, and welcome to the Pickup Show. Today we start back again with our power ranking starting at number 25. Do you think they'll guess who it is with the intro song? I mean, it's kind of say Shy City. Say Shy City. We're going to go with 25 the Chicago Bulls. The additions they made is uh Wendell Carter with the number 7 pick, Chandler Hutchinson with the 22nd pick. And Jabari Parker. Simeon Zone. Uh, they lost Jerry and Grant. They traded him to the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Nwaba. And Cleveland, right? He's yeah. at Cleveland now? And Paul Zipser. I oh. don't know if he's playing overseas or yeah, I have no what's idea. going on there. Expiring contracts. Jabari Parker, $20 million. It's uh, a team, team option. option. Robin Lopez, 14.4 mil. Justin Holiday, 4.5 mil. Cameron Payne, 4.5 mil, but it's a qualifying offer, so we'll see. Bobby Portis, 3.6 mil. All right, and we got the projected starting five. Got Chris Dunn at the point, Zach Levine at the two, uh, Denzel Valentine at the three, although Justin Holiday did start a lot there mm-hmm. uh, at the two and three last year, so we'll see. Laurie Markinen at the four, and Robin Lopez at the five. All right, and to round up the rotation, we have Wendell Carter Jr., Jabari Parker, Justin Holiday, Bobby Portis, Cristiano Felicio, and Chandler Hutchinson. Q, quick question. Um, I'm looking at the rotation. They have a lot of bigs. Yeah. Um, do you see them making trades or because they don't have a lot of guard depth, as we can tell? Yeah. Um, maybe they. I I feel like Lopez is starting at center, and he's a it's a decent NBA center. Right. But uh, I feel like with their young core, the best lineup they're going to be able to have moving forward is a combo of Markinen and Carter together. Yeah, Carter's like 6'10", so he's not near 7 feet, really, to mm-hmm. play center. But his skill set will allow him to do it. He's more like Al, Al Horford type. So I think if a team needs you know, a big center that can rebound, play defense, vet, uh, Lopez might be a trade piece. Or uh, Bobby Portis, we know he had issues last year with Miritich, and they did trade him away. Mm-hmm. But if they're not happy with the progress and uh, they get impatient, maybe he's someone they look to move also. I like that, but there's... There's one guy in the starting five I don't like, and um, it's not even his fault. He just got exposed at the Drew League, and that's <laughs> that's Denzel Valentine, uh, Frank Frank Nitty Sessions out of L.A. Like he really want to work on him. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Denzel? I thought when he came out in the he had a great season at Michigan State his last year. Before yeah. that, I was kind of up and down on him. Mm-hmm. I thought he was more of a like just solid starter on their team. Uh, he's the guy that is not the most athletic, so he doesn't have a lot of upside. But he played okay last year. Um, I don't know if he's going to be a starter mm-hmm. consistently this year or even moving forward for this team. But I think he's a guy that can come in and give him solid minutes You know, every now and then from the three spot. He does have playmaking abilities. Uh, he does everything well, but not... Or he does everything pretty good, but nothing like really well so as in turner 2.0 yeah that's actually a pretty good comparison hopefully uh i mean obviously he didn't get taken number two so i don't think he'll disappoint anybody right. as much but um you know i think chicago it's an important year for him to show you know what type of player he's going to be especially um since they have other options you know at the wing right uh, to look to um 
just in general, what do you think of the team? Young team. They do have a lot of young talent. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of do these guys live up to their their draft hype, basically. Chris Dunn was, was what, top five pick? Top five, number five. It was a solid season last year, but can he make a, another leap, become a little better shooter, a little better scorer, a uh, little better distributor? Mm-hmm. Markkanen has stronger key season. Can he build off of that, develop more of a post game? Wendell Carter Jr., will he have the breakout rookie season a lot of people are projecting? And Zach Levine's most important question is, can he stay healthy? I mean, yeah, this guy I mean, is the guy that was compared to Westbrook, I think, coming out of UCLA. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, just because of the athleticism mostly. And, uh, you know, we've seen flashes of it. I mean, it's one two dunk contest, but can he stay healthy? That's always been his, his biggest issue. For me, it's um, I feel like a lot of people are hyping this team up, hyping this team up, and um, I understand why. There's a lot on paper. Yeah. There's a lot of talent in here, but when they actually play on the court, I have a lot of questions. Like you said, Zach Levine torn ACL, hurt. Jabari Parker is known for getting hurt. Chris Dunn, I was high on Chris Dunn. He did good in Chicago for his first season. Can he take a step? Like you said, Laurie Markkinen was the rookie season real or was it fake? There's just to me there's too many questions yeah. and honestly they don't have a lot of guard depth and they just have way too many bigs where it's like I hear a lot of people saying they're gonna make the playoffs at the eighth seed and to me I just don't see that. Yeah, I mean I took a look at this I looked at all the young guys on this roster when we were doing our rankings and I wanted to put them higher, but just in the back of my head, I didn't trust it enough just on the sample size of the past two seasons, you know, I didn't trust uh, their consistency enough to have them higher than this. Although I do ha- think they have talent to, to move up a few spots, uh, maybe into, you know, the teens. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just about these guys meshing together. I think the head coach is a big thing too. Uh, Hoiberg, if he doesn't do well this year, maybe losing his job. So maybe, a, you know, next year going in with a new head coach that fits more of these guys, you know, styles or can put them in a better position to succeed will help accelerate their development. But it'll be interesting to see this year. I kind of, I don't want to say I disagree with you, but um, I think these this team resembles more of what Fred Hoiberg wants to do. Uh, I know at Iowa State he was more of like running gun and all yeah. that. And when he came into Chicago, like I believe they had like Derrick Rose still, Jimmy Butler, Joakim Noah. They, he a, had them, right? Yeah. Well, he had that one year, all those guys, and then yeah. uh, next year was Rondo and, Wade. Okay, that's even yeah. worse. But like this team, more than any other team, resembles what he wants to do. So that's why I don't think he's fighting for his job I think this is finally what he wants and now he's going to show he can work with it I think that saying that and I kind of agree with what you said the team Mm -hmm. being more suited to like what he wants to do I think but I think uh, Chicago fans and maybe management's a little impatient so Mm -hmm. if all this stuff is catered to his style of offense and it doesn't work out immediately I can see them being prisoners of the moment and Mm -hmm. maybe cutting ties early fair enough what do you see as their biggest weakness I don't see anybody on this team that really plays a lot of defense, to be mm-hmm. honest, outside of, of Chris Dunn and, and Robin Lopez. Uh, so I think that's going to be their biggest problem, just getting stops. Uh, I saw a lot of highlights last year where mm-hmm. they were in some close games, but they're all uh, you know, high-scoring games, going into overtime and stuff like that. So uh, I think that's the biggest weakness with this team to me. Nice. For me, I think it's um, they don't have someone who can create for themselves. And I feel like you at least need one person on your team 
to do that. And yeah. I don't see Chris Dunn doing that. I don't see Zach Levine, Jabari Parker. I don't see that. Justin Holiday, Chandler Hutchinson's a rookie, but I don't see that. And I yeah. feel like that's going to be something not talked about much. Yeah. Um, biggest strength? Huh. I don't know. I just like the I like the post combo of of Markinen and and Carter. I think they can go inside out. Uh, Markinen obviously is a great shooter, mm-hmm. so he's someone that can stretch the floor. If he is able to learn how to play in the high post and Carter in the low post, or vice versa, if Laurie is able to develop somewhat of a post game and and Carter's in the high post, I think that can be a deadly uh, four five combo. No, I'm gonna agree with you. Just getting Wendell and Laurie Markinen that in and out post game, I really, I really like. Um, players to watch for you. I'm gonna say Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. I just we know how much talent he has. Uh, he's extremely athletic. Pretty quick. Yeah. You know, shot has shot fairly well in his NBA career. Like not over a big sample size, but a smaller one. Right. Uh, we all see the potential there, but I just want to see if he can stay healthy and play because I think that's the the key here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they signed him to that deal, and if he doesn't work out, you know they're going to be kind of stuck with it moving forward. I also want to see if Jabari can stay healthy as well, mm-hmm. going back home to Chicago. Uh, maybe that rejuvenates him, and uh, he's able to show some success there over the course of a full season that he never really did in Milwaukee. Right. Okay. For me personally, it's going to be someone actually really under the radar and we rarely talked about him is Chandler Hutchinson mm-hmm. um, I'm looking at the small forward position it's Denzel Valentine and I'm gonna say this right now I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the season Chandler Hutchinson starting over in Denzel yeah. and um, I feel like he was a low-key pick that no one really talked about well I mean and I heard people comparing him to Kyle Kuzma and if you watch them wow. play I mean similar height wise yeah. similar skill set so, I'm not saying that's who he's going to become, but and picked near the same area. You yeah. got picked a few picks earlier than where Kuzma I think he got was picked. picked Twenty five. Um, mm-hmm. If Chicago's maybe he's not that type of player, but if he produces somewhat for Chicago, mm-hmm. um, you know that's a win right there for them. Yeah. So that's one person. I'm one player. I'm really looking at over and under twenty seven point five. What are you thinking? I I'm gonna go just because I like the talent on this team, even though I don't trust their consistency i'm gonna go over Mm -hmm. i think they'll get 28 just barely i am i'm gonna go with you i'm gonna go over all right the key additions for the new york knicks their head coach david fisdale kevin knox the number nine pick mitchell bridge mitchell robinson i was thinking mikhail bridges for some reason mitchell robinson with the number 36 pick mario herzonia and noah von lay and uh, in the offseason, only two losses, uh, Michael Beasley and Doug McDermott. Expiring contracts, Ennis Cantor, 18.6 mil, Mario Herzonia, 6.5 mil, Emmanuel Moutier, 5.7 mil, but it's a qualifying offer, Ron Baker, wow, 4.5 million, and Noah Vonley, 1.6 million. Uh, projected starting five at the point we got Frank Tilakina, uh, though Jared Jack did start a lot of the games last year, so maybe uh, they'll throw him in there every now and then. Uh, Courtney Lee at the two um, also can look for Tim Hardaway maybe at times uh, Kevin Knox at the three uh, power forward right now we got Lance Thomas only because we don't know when Chris Stapps Porzingis is going to come back from his ACL if he does this season mm-hmm. and then center Ennis Cantor now uh, the rotation we have Tim Hardaway Jr. Jared Jack 
Emmanuel Moutier, Noah Vonley, Mitchell Robinson, Trey Burke, Joakim Noah, and Ron Baker. But I'm just going to say something straight up, Q. I really think Trey Burke's going to start at point guard. I can see that. I, I put Tilakina there because I think they're going to yeah. give him more of a shot this year since they did draft him mm-hmm. top 10 last year. But uh, if you look at his stats from last year, if you watch him play, it's a different story than like what the stats tell. Right. He's a g- really good defensive point guard, uh, but he's not the greatest facilitator yet. Not the greatest scorer yet, so they might look to bring him off the bench, ease him along. Um, although I do think they'll give him a lot of playing time. Okay, you said. Okay, I'm let, let me ask you a question. You said that they drafted him, so they're gonna have him at point guard. Then why did they trade for Emmanuel Mudiay? I don't know, man. Maybe they wanted. <laughs> maybe they wanted uh, someone that resembles a New York point guard, guy that can't shoot, takes it to the basket. Probably, but to me, I think the more I see Frank Nilakina, the more I feel like he's a two guard. If he, I could be honest. He can play. He's definitely guarding the twos sometimes mm-hmm. defensively, and he's long enough and, and tall enough to do that. So the problem is two guards are supposed to be usually shooters at the very least, if not like go-to scorers and stuff, and he doesn't have any of those traits. He's more of a distributing. That's why Trey Burke will be starting at point. Trey Burke low-key looks yeah. like Allen Iverson right now. Or just at the second half of the season. He looked pretty good. Yeah. And I was big on him. I don't know why they traded for Emmanuel Moutier. I feel like that was kind of dumb on their part because they're trying to build Frank Nilekina. I don't know. That's just me, though. But, um, yeah. So, what do you think about... Obviously, Porzingis, he tore his ACL, what, in January last year? Yeah, January. Usually, guys don't come back from that within 12 months. Mm-hmm. So, the earliest he'll probably come back is somewhere near the All-Star break. Right. Do you think they even bring him back then? Because... Most likely, based on our ranking, they're going to be out of the playoff chase by then. Mm-hmm. Do they even bring him back? Do they just call it a year for him and, and see what some of these other guys can bring and, and maybe try to tank and get get a top pick in the next year's draft? Or how do they the, how should they approach this and the thing that's, how does that work out? The thing that's tough, and I'm going <clears> to <throat> check my sources right now, that I believe this is a contract season for Chris Haps Porzingis. He can definitely be a free agent after this season. So, I don't know. I mean, it would be best if the Knicks were to say, you know what, just sit out for the whole year. But if he doesn't want to do that, yeah, next year he has a qualifying offer and someone's going to offer him money. Yeah. So, and if he doesn't want to do that because he wants to show his value, there's going to be there's going to be drama. They can extend him early though, right? But where it is like he's not happy. Hopefully David yeah. Fisdale helps out. But we'll see. I feel like that's a big question that no one is talking about right now. I'll just say this. Uh, I don't think a superstar will be happy in New York, regardless of who the coach or GM is, until mm-hmm. ownership makes a committed effort to like win and be successful. And I think that's been the biggest issue with the Knicks you know, the last mm-hmm. two, three decades. So hopefully they can salvage him because uh, you know, I'm not a Knicks fan or anything, but... Uh, watching him play in the garden and the excitement it brings to that city and the fans and and listening to play by play by Mike Breen and and Walt Frazier it's really uh exciting yeah and uh I think he's a superstar in that city honestly I think a lot of people love him there so um you know it'd be interesting to see if he were to leave where he'd go but uh, I like the the dynamic and the pairing there I do too and you know this team is so young like I feel like they found like the perfect center to um, grow with Porzingis and Mitchell Robinson and Kyle, um, Kevin Knox has looked 
he looked really good yeah. at the summer team. Just so much young talent at the three, four, five. I feel like it's easy to find a decent point guard, where all they need is like the future number two, yeah, shooting guard, maybe someone who can lead them, yeah, maybe a Jimmy Butler, maybe a Clay Thompson. I don't think Clay's gonna leave, but you know, just someone to lead maybe, this uh, team. Kevin Durant, supposedly. That would be interesting. Maybe I could see Kevin Durant leave, but um. The biggest weakness, what do you think? When you look at the roster, they actually have solid pieces at each position. Mm -hmm. But, like you mentioned, they're still a very young team. So, I think just having, like, a veteran guy there consistently to kind of help these young guys out, I think that's a weakness. Obviously, Noah's around, Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, he's hurt. Mm -hmm. He's been hurt. Um, Courtney Lee, I guess you could say he's a vet. Um, but I, I just think they need someone there that's a consistent presence. It just seems like a lot of these guys uh, need could benefit from that. Yeah, for for me, I'm looking at point guard. Just I don't think Frank Nilakina is a point guard. If I can be totally honest, mm-hmm. Emmanuel Mudiay, I loved him coming out of the draft, but Up he hasn't down, shown sure. anything. I mean, Trey Burke, he did good, but we'll see what he does next. And I just feel like if you don't have a good point guard. <clears throat> Unlike Brooklyn, they probably only had like 15 minutes of good point guard playing. Yes. Uh, what do you think is the biggest strength? Youth. 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 I think it's something they haven't had in a very long time since they traded for Carmelo. <clears throat> you add Kevin Knox. You add Porzingis. You have Mitchell Robinson. Like there's a lot of youth. Even Frank Nilakina, mm-hmm. as we talked about, there's a lot of youth and. Um, untapped potential also you add a good coach a players coach in David Fisdale what more do you want yeah I like it uh I like this team's scoring ability at times I don't know I I, when you watch them last year they're just uh actually pretty creative Mm -hmm. you know on their own uh so it'll be interesting to see you know what Fisdale does with them obviously losing Porzingis is gonna hurt because I feel like he was a big part of of their creativity last year but um you know, if they're able to succeed in spite of his injury, then it's going to be pretty exciting to see what they can do when he comes back. Mm-hmm. And I liked what Knox did in the summer league as well. He really surprised me just because uh, I saw him a lot more aggressive uh, mm-hmm. playing there than he ever was at Kentucky last year. So, uh, you know, I definitely think he's going to be big for them this year. I like that. Uh, players to watch, Q. Who's one player or two that you're looking at watching? Uh I, I just said it, so I'll just say it again. Mm-hmm. Actually, I got two of them. So Kevin Knox, for sure, uh, just because he's going to have to carry a lot of the offensive load this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think New York, just like we said with uh, Chicago earlier, they don't really have guys on their team that can kind of create for their own create their own shot, except for maybe uh, Trey Burke, mm-hmm. um, Tim Hardaway Jr. a little bit. Uh, so I want to see what Knox does this year, uh, being a heavy part of the offense in his first season. And I uh, also want to see what Mitchell Robinson does. I liked him a lot in the draft. I was kind of looking for the Lakers to take him with that their first-round nice pick. pick up. Um, I think, if, if anyone knows his story, uh, committed to Western Kentucky, then decommitted, then committed again, then decided he wasn't going to play in college. So he hasn't played organized basketball for a year. But if you watch, and there's not a lot of footage on him except for his high school highlights, but if you watch him, he's around 7'1". He's really thin, but long arms, great blocking ability uh really athletic big looks like he can be great in the pick and roll uh 
I just think if they utilize him correctly, it could be a surprise, uh, you know, rookie team candidate. Yeah, uh, honestly, when I see Mitchell Robinson, he kind of gives me of a, a young Marcus Camby. Feel, oh, that's a good like, one. More defense. Uh, the player to watch for me, I'm going to surprise a lot of people, Mario Herzonia. Um, he didn't really get a chance at Orlando, and coming out, I thought he was a bust. But seeing him more, I I just think he was underutilized. Yeah, I could. He's six eight. I think honestly, you're gonna you think I'm crazy, but I think he can <clears throat> he can play the four. Well, small ball, small ball the way it is now. Yeah. you know, I think he'll get a lot of opportunities there, especially since KP's injured. Exactly, and he'll have a chance to stretch the floor out. Yeah. So that's one person I'm really looking at. Um, over and under, 29.5 wins. I'm going to go under with this one. Uh, the guy was lower on the Knicks than you and George. Uh, I just don't see like a consistent lineup they can turn to in mm-hmm. the clutch situations or like when they really need to dig deep and try to win a game. And I think that's going to be their downfall. I think it's going to be a lot of growing pains this year. So and and since uh, Porzingis is gonna miss a lot of a big chunk, if not the whole season, um, I think that's just what's gonna derail them. I think I'm gonna go under as well. Just the fact that Porzingis isn't gonna play for a good chunk and um, a lot of new faces, man. You had you add Noah Vonleh, you add Mario Herzonia, you add the two rookies, like, and there's questions at point guard. Just too much going on, and just I don't yeah. think it's gonna revolve to wins. So we're going to go to Cleveland, the land. Shout out to Kid Cudi. Um, additions they had, Colin Sexton with the number eight pick, Sam Decker, David Nwaba, Channing Fry, and my boy Billy Preston. Losses. Hmm. I think they lost uh, the best player in the NBA, LeBron James. Uh, also lost Jose Calderon. Damn. Jose, that's a that's a that's a tough loss. loss, man. That's might be the biggest loss in franchise <laughs> history. Expiring contract, Sam Decker, three point nine with a qualifying offer. Channing Fry, two point four, and Larry Nance Jr. with a three point four million uh, offer. I need uh, projected that. starting five. We've got Colin Sexton at the one, although they might uh, play George Hill there early on. Uh, J.R. Smith at the two. Seti Osman at the three. Kevin Love at the four, and Tristan Thompson at the five. To round out the rotation, they have George Hill, Jordan Clarkson, Kyle Korver, Larry Nance Jr., Sam Decker, Channing Fry, Ante Zizic, and Billy Preston. Q, what do you think of the team, just overall? I think they're going to take a big step back, obviously. We saw what happened when LeBron left eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect much of the same this year. Uh, I'm a little puzzled that they signed Kevin Love long term. Yeah. Just because, uh, obviously, he's uh, still a borderline all star player, um, but he's not someone that's going to carry a team. And I think they'll compete for the last playoff spot this year, but being in the middle, as we know, is not somewhere that you want to stay. And I think. Uh, committing to him long term is is basically committing to playing you know for the last playoff spot mm-hmm. long term too so uh I, unless they got a trade package in mind you know down the road or, or foresee some way they're going to be able to pawn that contract off to to someone down the road uh it's a little puzzling to me just because i would think they would want to start like a full rebuild and they could have traded him for assets immediately or waited during during the season to kind of see what they could do with him 
I 100% agree with you. Um, I thought their franchise direction was going to try to tank and give the young guys a chance, but um, signing Kevin Love to a four-year, I forgot how much. It was a lot, though. Yeah. To a big contract just really puzzled me. But um, this team, I don't know what to think about it. Um, honestly, I might watch this team more than I've seen with them having Car- um, LeBron James. Just because I'm... I'm interested. I'm fascinated by this team just because, you know, I like these guys. I like George Hill. I'm a big fan of Jordan Clarkson. I like Larry Nance. I like Sam Decker. Like, I'm interested yeah. to see what Seti Osman does with him having the ball in his hand. And, obviously, I love Colin Sexton, too. So, I'm, I'm really interested. I wish I could agree with you, but I <laughs> don't think I want to watch this team except when they play the Lakers when LeBron goes back to Cleveland yeah. to see what kind of reception he gets. I'm sure it's going to be a whole lot different. This time around than it was the first time. Yeah, he at uh, least won a ring for them. Now. Yeah, so uh, Colin Sexton, I want to see how he does, but I don't know. Maybe it was Jr.'s lack of timeout that I'm just like done. Just like LeBron hit his breaking point last year, I'm just kind of done watching this team. I saw a lot of ugly basketball last yeah. year when LeBron wasn't on the floor, or even when he was on, uh-huh. just lack of help, and and so. Uh, I don't know, maybe that turned me off to, to the idea of watching him, especially now that he's not here. I don't think JR is going to start, if I could be 100. I think Jordan Clarkson's going to start. He and might. I think JR did start, like, 60 games last mm-hmm. year, though. So, uh, but we'll see. He's had success in a bench role previously. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Maybe Ty Lue is tired of him, just like, like I'm tired of watching the team. <laughs> well, Q, what's their biggest weakness? I feel like you've already... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's... Minus J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson's yeah. contract. Yeah. Now, uh, honestly, there's, there's actually a couple things for me. Obviously, they lost the best player in the world. So uh, having someone like Seti Osman to fill that void is just not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he did have an impressive summer league. Um, but you kind of mentioned it with, with the contracts. They don't have a lot of flexibility. Um, their one move that could have given them flexibility is seeing what was out there for Kevin Love and kind of starting a full rebuild. But... Uh, they extended him, so they're kind of stuck with this team um, for for a while. Like you mentioned, with the expiring contracts, there's not really. I think Channing Fry is the only true expiring contract. The other two are qualifying offers. Yeah. So even if they let you know Decker and and Nance go, that only frees up like ten million in cap space. So uh, they're going to be stuck with this team for a bit and just have to ride it out and and hope that they, much like last time when LeBron left, strike gold in the lottery. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, their biggest weakness is um, their contracts. And um, just the weird age that they have. They're all very, they're all veterans, mostly, like the main guys. Like, you look at Kyle Korver, you look at Tristan, you look at K-Love, J.R. Smith, like Channing Fry, obviously, George Hill. Like, a lot, of, a lot of veterans, and who knows, that might be a good mix of veterans and young guys. And I'm going to go with the biggest strength. And it's not even on their team. It's just there's no pressure. Yeah. There's no pressure at all. And we see we've seen time and time again when you play with LeBron. That's why I'm I'm kind of worried about the Lakers. But we'll get into that later. Is when you play with LeBron, even Channing Frye says this. There's so much pressure, so much pressure going in every single day, every single game. And now that they don't have that, I feel like they're gonna do. I'm not gonna say they're gonna do better than they did last year but I'm gonna say they're gonna do better there's than expected a, there's like a weight off their shoulder yeah, where like, they know 
uh, especially when you look at like the trades last year and the constant reshuffling of the roster, mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about their future with the team. Exactly. If, if they're not playing well right away. And if they if they re-sign Rodney Hood, who still yeah, hasn't... That's a big question mark yeah. also, because uh, you would slot him in probably starting there. And I would... And I would... You know... I'm a, I would go over the 30.5. I think they'll win more than 30.5 uh, games. All right. Sorry, we'll go into that later. But what do you think is the biggest strength? I want to see if... I don't think it's going to come to this again but we did see Kevin Love his last year before he got to Cleveland uh, it was probably his best season in the league with Minnesota so I want to see if he can replicate those kind of numbers but also put his team in a better position to win the East is wide obviously it's not wide open to win the East but I feel like outside of the top five teams in that conference the last three are kind of up for grabs and I want to see if Cleveland can sneak in there like you said so uh, I want to see if, if K-Love can, can be his old dominant self. And now that he doesn't have to be uh, second or third fiddle to another superstar. And they're going to be going to him a lot, especially with a rookie point guard, especially with uh, wings that aren't really uh, shot creators for themselves or consistent offensive performers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see Kevin Love if he can carry this team now that he's had you know four or five years to, to kind of have, you know, not have the ball in his hands right. as much as he used to. Players to watch. For me, um, I think I said it before, I just honestly the whole team. I'm really interested to see what they do. Like I like Colin like I said before, I like Colin Sexton, I like George Hill, I like Jordan Clarkson, I like Larry Nance, I like Sam Decker. Mm-hmm. I like the whole team and I'm interested to see what happens to Billy Preston. Is he gonna play? Is he not? Yeah. So for me, honestly it's like the whole team. <laughs> uh, I just <laughs> I wish, like I said, I wish I could say the same as you. I don't, I'm not as excited, but I do want to see how Colin Sexton does. I would have loved, even though I'm not complaining the Lakers got LeBron, I would have loved to see him and LeBron together because I feel like against the Warriors, they were missing a guy to go at Steph and Clay, like kind of with a nasty, you know, attitude Mm -hmm. and and get in their face defensively and make them work offensively. And I feel like Colin was, was perfect for that. He's a guy that, uh, you know, has swagger on the court, uh, does a little trash talking. It's tough, gritty. Um, you know, he's not the best shooter right now, but will will make you work and, and take it to the, to the basket and is going to be all over you defensively. So, um, and that's not going to change his first year. I think, uh, I think he's going to, uh, you know, rattle a lot of opponents. And, but I want to see how efficient he is mostly. Yeah. Over and under 30.5 wins. What you got? I'm going to go, damn, this is tough. I'll go, I can't believe I'm saying this after I've been bashing this team this whole thing. I'll go over. I think they're barely going to get over. But not more than like 32 wins. Alright, next we're going to Charlotte. The Charlotte Hornets, additions, Miles Bridges, number 12, Devontae Graham, number 34, Arnoldis Kaboka, number 55, my boy Tony Parker, Bismack Bibiambo, and uh, that's about it. Uh, losses, uh, only a couple losses, uh, most notably Dwight Howard and Trevion Graham. Expiring contracts, my boy Kemba Walker, $12 million, 
Jeremy Lamb, wow, $7 million. Frank the Tank Kaminsky with a $4.9 million qualifying offer. Uh, projected starting five. Uh, it's going to look very similar to last year. Uh, Kemba Walker at point. Nicholas Batum at shooting guard. Michael Kidd Gilchrist at three. Marvin Williams at the four. And uh, this year we got Frank Kaminsky at the five over Dwight Howard. All right, now the rotation. We have Miles Bridges, Malik Monk, Frank, uh, Jeremy Lamb, Dwayne Bacon, Bismack Biombo, Cody Zeller, and Devontae Graham. Now, Q, looking at this team, let me just ask you this. Last season, last offseason, what did you think about the team? I thought that they could compete for a playoff spot in the East, at least one of the bottom three playoff spots. Mm -hmm. uh, I forgot what the over-under was last year. I want to say it was a little bit... I, th I think it was very similar to what it is this year, and I had them going over easily. Mm -hmm. um, that was one of the bets I felt most confident about, but just didn't work out that way last year. And so going into this year, I'm a little more cautious with my approach to this team. Uh, they have talent. Uh, Kemba, you know, is all-star caliber point guard. Uh, the wing depth is there. But uh, just not consistent enough right now. But maybe a change in coaching uh, will kind of get these guys rejuvenated and, and maybe, you know, sneak them into the playoffs this year. Just like you, last year I thought they were going to make the playoffs easily. I had them at number seven. Um, this year, I'm going to say the same thing. They're going to make the playoffs. Um, I just feel like it has to be it. It has to be the year. <laughs> I love Malik Monk. He's improved. I like Miles Bridges. I like that they got Devontae Graham. I like that they got Tony Parker. Like, just a lot of things I like, and hopefully it happens. We'll see. I, I'm taking a cautious approach this year. No. And also, I already have a bet with George, oh, okay. so it's already like I got to stick with it. But um, biggest weakness, Q. Biggest weakness. Biggest weakness. Uh, I think at the center position, they haven't found a consistent player. Uh, obviously, they had Dwight last year, and he started most of the season, uh, pretty much all of the season. But uh, Dwight's bounced around from a couple teams for issues, I mm -hmm. think, other than just basketball. So they were unable to keep him this year or didn't want him around. Uh, but Kaminsky and Cody Zeller, both since they've been drafted, have just kind of disappointed. Um, haven't been consistent, you know, scorers, rebounders, defenders. Um, so I think that's an area of need uh, for them. They got Bismack Biombo back. He was okay during his time there as well. But if you look at just their draft history, they haven't really hit on the big guys they've taken. So uh, maybe with one of these guys getting, and we have Kaminsky, Kaminsky as a projected starter, maybe with him getting, you know, that increased role, um, he can step up. But uh, the results haven't been that promising, you know. For any of them, I think the big I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm actually fight you on this. I think the reason why they didn't do good last year, it totally left. It came back to my mind is Cody Zeller was injured. He yeah. missed like a good portion of the game. Yeah, I think he missed like 50 games. And I think I think Cody Zeller, if he's healthy, I think he's gonna start for this team. And one person we forgot to mention is they also have Willie Hernan Gomez from the Knicks. Yeah, they got him last year, and I think he's also a decent center. If you add those two guys and Bismack Biombo. I to me personally, I don't like Frank Kaminsky at the center. I don't think he adds any um, rim protection at all. But uh, for me, the biggest weakness is um, it's honestly just they're young guys. Like Malik Monk had a had a terrible rookie season, even though I was really high on him. 
Dwayne Bacon also didn't have the best rookie season. Um, you know, just a lot of questions with their young talent. Hopefully, hopefully, I was really high on Charlotte Hornets draft this year. Hopefully, by adding Miles Bridges, adding Devontae Graham, who both of them had a great summer league, that they just um, they do better than expected. Yeah. And I feel like if they do, that's going to lead them. But to me, that's the biggest weakness. It's mm-hmm. just questions about their youth. Uh, biggest strength? I feel like this team is pretty versatile and like going kind of going to small ball. Uh, you look at the, mm-hmm. the starting two to five, all those guys are around six, eight. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're interchangeable there. And then they did draft Miles Bridges. They got someone like Dwayne Bacon off the bench who's six, seven and can score. Jeremy Lamb's six, seven, six, eight. Mm-hmm. So they can definitely uh, go to small ball. Even their bigs, too, as much as I said that they're the weakness, you know, those guys are, are deceptively athletic. Uh, and Cody Zeller and and uh, Bismack Biombo. So uh, I think with the league trending towards small ball at times, and some of the better teams, you know, relying on it for mm-hmm. for huge portions of the game, uh, this could be something that works in Charlotte's favor. I totally agree with you with that. For me, their my biggest strength for them was adding Tony Parker, and I'm not joking. I know, but um. Maybe it's on, not on the because... court biggest strength. I don't know about <laughs> locker room guys. Got to watch their girls out there. That is true. They got to watch their girls. But um, and it's honestly probably not even on the court. On the court, I'm sure he's gonna do good. But off the court, I feel <clears> like <throat> having a championship presence like Tony Parker is gonna add just something to this young squad. Because honestly, like Kemba hasn't been around championship. Just anyone yeah. who's had championship experience. And so I feel like that's just going to help this whole team, just having that that guy. What well, he's got the NCAA title experience, so I, I don't <laughs> count that. Like the no, whole I thing know. with Carmelo, I, I don't count. Just anyways, to throw that in there. I know. Uh, we forgot to mention, uh, and and it goes into what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. Parker was the guy that played under uh, James Borrego in San Antonio oh, when he was right. an assistant, and he's their new coach. Uh-huh. So maybe Parker being there can help the guys buy into to the James's system. message and and make a turnaround this year. Mm-hmm. That's something to look out for, I think. Player to watch. Malik Monk. I think yeah, he, uh, he was hurt out. He was hurt last year, right? Yeah, a little was. bit. Uh, but he looked really good in the one summer league game he played uh, before he got hurt there. So uh, might be a little concerning given his injury history. Um, but we've seen his high-scoring games in college. We see his shooting ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see if he's able to kind of do that this year. I think there's a lot of uh, room for him to to grow. Uh, you know, we know his shooting's his strength, but um, I feel like on this team, especially if they're look if they're able to give up on the if they're going to give up on the season early and maybe try to to trade away Kemba, I want to see Malik step up and and uh, see if he can be a playmaker, see if he can be a scorer for this team. Malik Monk is definitely a person that I like, a player I like. Um, I actually wanted the Knicks to draft him last year instead of Frank Nelikina. But um, since you said Malik Monk, I'm going to go with um, the other guys. Honestly, Dwayne Bacon, Miles Bridges, and Devontae Graham. Uh, these players I really liked in college and even in high school. And I just want to see how they groom this season in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Well, Miles Bridges, I'm sure you... So gonna be I, if he succeeds, it's gonna be a little. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk right. about it. We'll we talk about it. We don't in have to. We're gonna have to talk about it right right now. Coming but, up. But the over and under thirty five point five wins. I think that's a little high. I'm 
just gonna maybe I shouldn't react so quickly from last year, but I just don't see it. I'm I'm gonna go. You're under. going under. I think they're gonna slightly under. Okay, I'm going over because I need them to make the playoffs. All right, let's go to La La Land, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, the additions: Shy Gilchrist Alexander at number eleven, Jerome Robinson at number thirteen, Marcin Gortat, Luke Mbamute. Uh, Mike Scott and Jonathan Motley. Uh, losses, uh, they lost DeAndre Jordan, uh, traded away Austin Rivers, and uh, also lost Sam Decker. That's a big loss. Yeah. Um, expiring contracts, their whole team. No, but for real, really, yeah. their whole team. Tobias Harris, 14.8 mil. Marcin Gortat, 13.6. Avery Bradley, 13, but it's a team option. Bobon, 9.5 mil. Milos Tedoshis. 6.3 mil. Wesley Johnson, 6.1 mil. Pat Beverly, 5 mil. Luke and Bob Mute, 4.3 mil. And Mike Scott at 4.3 mil. I wonder with all those expirings who they're looking to sign next year. You have any idea who that might be? I'm sure Bruce Bowen didn't lose his job for nothing. So. <laughs> I'm sure. But what's the starting five? Uh, we got Patrick Beverly at the point, uh, Avery Bradley at the two, Tobias Harris at the three. Uh, Danilo Gallinari at the four, though. I'm sure he'll get hurt at some point this year, mm -hmm. so Montrez Harrell will play heavily there as well. And Marcin Gortat at the five. Rotation. Lou Will. Shai Gilkrich Alexander. Milos. Lukumba Mute. Mike Scott. Zendarius Thornwell. And Jerome Robinson out of Boston College. Daniel. <sighs> I, I'm just going to ask this, this first, and then we'll get into the okay. more serious stuff. Is it, are the Clippers still the team of ballet? Like, uh, like Patrick Beverly says? Uh, no. Uh, no. <clears throat> no. Once LeBron signed, honestly, the Clippers should have moved to Washington <laughs> or Vegas or somewhere because it's, it's over for them. And honestly, their damn ticket prices need to go down because it's everyone's going to go to LeBron. Yeah. I know. I'm waiting expensive. for that, too, because it's expensive for the Lakers. And I, so I like, I like watching basketball, not just Lakers basketball. So... When the good teams come in town, when they're playing the Lakers, you know those tickets are going to be expensive. expensive. So the Clippers, you know, get a little bit of a bargain. Yeah, we don't have an all-star in there. Like, come on, please. Yeah. Uh, but no, on a more serious note, um, you know, it looks like they're finally moving on from the Lob City era. Obviously, mm -hmm. Chris Paul traded him last year, traded Blake during the season this year, and parted with DeAndre in the offseason. Um, but they do have a lot of good pieces on this team mm -hmm. do you think they can sneak into the playoffs in, in a loaded western conference um no no i don't think they can um I, I like the talent that they have but i mean if you can promise me that danilo gallinari is at least gonna play 70 games then i'll say maybe but danilo is gonna play 50 games and we really don't have that much defense either and yeah, and questions about Patrick Beverly's health, <clears throat> questions about Avery Bradley's health, and we don't have really have a backup center. Like, no, I think I don't I, think we're gonna make the playoffs. I wish I could promise you Danilo would play fifty games, but I, 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 I would feel more I would feel more comfortable promising you that I would become a billionaire one day. So that's how much faith I have in that. Sadly, uh -huh. uh, I think this team is gonna be. I want to say better than most people think because I feel like a lot of people actually like this team and yeah. the roster. But um, I definitely don't think they're out of it, uh, even though the West is loaded. I like a lot of the guys on this team. Um, it's just finding 
for Doc the right collection of, of guys together mm-hmm. uh, that can be consistent and, and win in the West. Yeah. Um, but they have a lot of options to choose from. Uh, they do have a lot of um, de- really tough decisions to make moving forward as well with uh, keeping some of these guys you know, after the season. So, yeah, let, we'll, me, let me get to that. As a Clipper fan, I feel like we're putting all <coughs> our eggs in the offseason. And I don't think we're going to get anyone. <laughs> no. And that's it's not sad. It's just like right now we have a like we have a lot of decent players. Like why don't we just sign them a little longer? Yeah. I don't know. All our eggs in one basket. I don't like the outcome. I don't think we're going to get well, Kawhi. They did try to extend Tobias, but he turned it down. So that might be a mistake in his part yeah. later to come. But to me, it's just all our eggs in one basket. And you know what? Let's get into this right now. And I wasn't too fond of trading away our 12th pick to get Shea Alexander. I know he had a decent rookie summer league. But to me, I just think Miles Bridges fits to the NBA system right now. You can get a point guard literally off the street. Yep. Like Frank Nitty Sessions from the Drew League can probably play in the league. And I feel like Miles Bridges was that guy who can play the three, the four, and even the five. Like, he's a strong, he's a more built Draymond Green. That's how I see him. And and also, not getting Michael Porter Jr. Like, I know he's hurt, but at the 13th pick, like, you got to take a yeah. chance. And that's where, you know, I respect Denver for doing that. But for me, it's just giving up someone with so much potential. It's like, it hurts me. Yeah. And we got Jerome Robinson, who literally could have been there at the 20th pick. I wasn't too fond of and He didn't have a decent rookie um, summer league either. He, he didn't have a good rookie summer league. Yeah. Just that, honestly, we had a chance to get two wing guys, one of them who's going to be probably a bona fide superstar if everything goes well. And if everything doesn't go well, he'll just be a, a 6'10 shooter. Yeah. I was surprised, too, only because uh, Shy. I'm, I'm okay. He's okay. I think, uh, obviously, the offensive game is not there. But defensively and his length, I like what he can do. But point guard wasn't a need for this team not before at all. the draft. Because they have Patrick Beverly. I know he has had some injury history. But he's a solid defensive point guard, underrated offensively. And then you have Milos off the bench. Lou mm-hmm. Will can come in and, and play point guards for spot duty and stuff and Bradley's small enough to, to kind of handle it as well so that was an area of need I feel like with that with the team they have and, and the depth at that position they would look to kind of swing for the fences more with some of these higher upside guys like Miles Bridges and Michael Porter Jr. I definitely thought they were when they took Miles Bridges that, that was someone they were going to keep um, and, and even though I do like Jerome Robinson uh, I'm just surprised when a guy like Michael Porter Jr. who's was going to compete for that number one pick spot had he been healthy last year. Is, is there that low? You kind of just take him and see what happens. Um, you know, so De- I think Denver struck gold there, uh, yeah. literally. And then you you look at, like, let's say a Joel Embiid. Like, he was out for two seasons, but now look at him now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what Michael Porter could be. And, I mean... I don't know. Like yeah. to me, that still hurts me because it's like there goes our face, the face of the the future face of the franchise, and it just slips away to Denver. Good for Denver, though. I'm happy for them. Yeah. Well, I'll say this: Jerry West has had some success in the past with the number thirteen, with his picks at number thirteen. So 
Hopefully, for the Clippers' sake. I'm sorry, Jerome is that, not Kobe. No, I'm not saying nobody is Kobe. <laughs> I talked about this last episode. Never going to compare dudes to certain greats. But I'm just saying, you know, we know he's had success with that pick in the past. Maybe they get some good luck there. And, and Jerome turns out to be uh, a solid player for them. But do you think Jerry chose him? <sighs> like, because their GM is Lawrence Frank. Yeah. Like, I feel like... That, I mean, even that, too, I don't know... It's tough. Know. That's. I feel like they would they would pick someone that someone with more experience would handle that draft because uh, I, I feel like it's a very it was a very important draft for the Clippers. No, it wasn't. To me, it's just I don't know. Just whenever Jerry makes noise, it, it's he's a general manager or like more than a consultant. Yeah, you know, because I think he was more than a consultant for the Warriors, but just something. Yeah. But all right, biggest uh, biggest weakness, Q. I'm with you. Uh, I don't see a lot of of options at the the center and even power forward positions. I like Montrez Harrell a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, and I don't think Gallinari, like I mentioned before, is going to be healthy. I just don't ever trust his health. So I think Harrell's pretty solidified there as a starting four. But outside of Gortat, who who's getting up there in age and uh, mm-hmm. has had some injury history as well, there's not really anybody they can slot in there. Uh, for minutes, you have Mike Scott, but he's more of a four. He's also more of, of a, a guy that's just going to shoot from the outside, really, than, than kind of give you a lot of rebounding and defense. Um, and everybody else is, is you know, even though they may play the four at times, they're just too undersized. So Gortat's going to have to play heavy minutes for them, and uh, he's going to have to play well to, to kind of keep that position afloat. Yeah, I'm going to do something that I don't think will do for the rest of the power rankings but for the biggest strength I don't see any strength and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain myself I believe this year is the year that we lose our first round pick if it's not lottery protected and let's say if we were to somehow make the lottery we'll make the playoffs we're gonna lose that lottery pick and we're gonna lose all the guys on our roster but if we don't make the playoffs we keep our lottery pick but more than likely, we're not going to get a superstar. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no franchise direction. Yeah. Like to me, and that's that's scary. And like, yeah, we have a lot of talent this year, but it's only this year. Pat Beverly's going to be gone. Avery Bradley's going to be gone. Tobias Harris is going to be gone. And all we're left with is the injury-prone Danilo Gallinari. Yeah. Well, the good thing is. Maybe I'm just too hard on no, them because I'm a Clippers. No, fan. it's tough because they're in a tough spot just because. They're fringe playoff contenders, but at the same time, like you said, if they do have that success, they could literally literally lose half their team in free agency and not have a draft, a first-round draft pick to kind of make up for those losses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it gives them a chance, if that were to happen, to start over, which is something that Doc Rivers never fully committed to when he was a GM. I'm sure at some point, I mean, ever, all of us casual fans realized that the Clippers weren't going to compete with the Warriors and maybe needed a change or a trade in there, Mm -hmm. and Doc just never did it. And now he kind of has no choice given that that Blake, CP, and and DeAndre all aren't there, and a lot of these guys will walk. So, um, you know, at least I think it gives them a chance to kind of have a clean slate. And, uh, you know, maybe they don't get a big-name free agent, but now they can kind of form their future moving forward if that were to happen but if they wanted to start order they should have done it when they had two lottery picks yeah. that's like we're not that's gonna why, have that again that's why 
I'm with you. I don't know why you don't just swing for the fences there and kind of jumpstart your development. You have, at least when you draft someone like Michael Porter, he's not going to play right away, but you have an asset you can keep yeah. on the bench, uh, you know, so that when people do leave, you have someone you can point to to kind of build your team around. Um, for me, I like their depth. I think that's their biggest strength. I think they have guys on the bench that can start um, for long periods of time with this team. Uh, you know, always having someone like Lou Williams off the bench, mm-hmm. who's a con- tender for six man every year that's a strength uh being able to bring the number 11 pick off the bench it's a strength being able to bring uh a guy like luke and Mute with his defensive versatility is a strength um i just like the the versatility and depth of, of this team uh mm-hmm. none of these guys are are star players but they're all really solid start you know borderline starters um so you know they're able to have options in case guys are, are hurt or not playing well. Over and under, 35.5 wins. <sighs> this is tough. Um, I think you're going to win 35 exactly, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go under. I'm going to go under too. But totally forgot, players to watch. Who's one player that you want to watch for? <sighs> I'm going to watch Tobias Harris. I, was, I liked him last year on the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want, he turned down that contract like we mentioned. I believe it was four years, $80 million. Yeah. So Jeez. that's a lot of money. Um, he probably thinks more highly of himself than some of these teams might, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to see him prove it this year. I want to see if he can take the leap. I want to see him make an all-star team. I want to see uh, how he does because he's going to be the go-to guy on this team. I want to I see if he can can sneak him into the, the playoffs in the West. Let's talk about Tobias for Harris for a second. I really actually really like Tobias Harris, and I feel like Orlando and Milwaukee did a did a crappy job yeah they should have kept him and I honestly feel like Tobias Harris fits more with Giannis than anyone else who they drafted like a thon maker Jabari Parker I feel like yeah he fits in that's I think that's a tough pill to swallow when you see him now versus uh the other guys these guys these teams have mm-hmm. uh he definitely could have helped with Milwaukee last year and even Orlando yeah uh, him and Aaron Gordon on the same team together that would have been that would have been uh, nice really fun to watch but you know just that's what happens when you see player development and guys aren't too anxious. A lot of teams are too anxious and they just give up on these guys when all they need was two more years. Yeah. But um, for me, over and under 5.5 wins. I'm going to say over just because with the talent we could do it. But I mean, to me, it's just sad. It's depressing. I don't even want to talk about them. <laughs> but anyways, guys, this is it. Um, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please like us on Instagram. Follow us on Spotify, and also listen to us on Anchor. Give us a comment or like or a shout-out. And uh, we'll run it back with you guys next time. So have a good week, everyone. All right, take it easy, y'all.